0: Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. What if you could keep an annual festival... That is better than all of your national holidays combined. When I was younger in in public school, I would actually get to go to the library during times when my class would be celebrating Halloween or Easter or Christmas because I didn't celebrate those days. And so... To me, it would just be a better use of time to just go read in the library. I loved reading, and so that was always more of a treat to me than whatever the class was doing. And sometimes my classmates would (laughs) feel sorry for me, or they would question why I didn't keep those days. Yet, from my perspective... I almost felt sorry that they couldn't keep the holy days that I got to keep. Now, one festival in particular really does exemplify God's joyful, abundant way of life. And especially if you're talking to a young child who keeps Christmas and is accustomed to Receiving gifts every year. This is the counterpart that really does thwart Christmas. This is God's way of rejoicing and abundance and gift giving. This is actually the way that God commands giving rather than a festival like Christmas that's actually rooted in paganism and commanded nowhere in the Bible. Notice this Deuteronomy 16, starting in verse 13, you shall observe the feast of tabernacles seven days. After that, you have gathered in your corn and your wine and you shall rejoice in your feast you and your son and your daughter and your manservant and your maidservant and the Levite, the stranger and the fatherless and the widow that are within your gates. Seven days shall you keep a solemn feast unto the eternal, your God in the place which the eternal shall choose because the eternal, your God shall bless you in all your increase and in all the works of your hands. Therefore, you shall surely rejoice. God commands rejoicing, especially during the annual Feast of Tabernacles. This year in 2021, the Feast of Tabernacles observance takes place from Monday night, September 20th through Monday night, September 27th. Now, the very first day is a high holy day, an annual Sabbath observance. And the rest of the days are just regular days of rejoicing. And so, every year, members of the Philadelphia Church of God go to places all over the world. And they have an opportunity to rejoice together and to learn about God's master plan, about our ultimate purpose and potential. And it really is the best time of the year. This is the most anticipated event of the entire year. Pretty much as soon as one feast ends, Members are already asking each other where they're going the next year. The Feast of Tabernacles has been just a huge open door of opportunities for me. All kinds of travel experience, for example. I've been able to go to England, the Netherlands, Australia, Canada, all over the United States, even to Israel, to attend the Feast of Tabernacles, to go where God has placed his name. So that is part of this observance, going where God Places his name. You can see that in Deuteronomy 14, verse 23. And you shall eat before the eternal your God in the place which he shall choose to place his name there the tithe of your corn, of your wine, and of your oil, and the firstlings of your herds and of your flocks, that you may learn to fear the eternal your God always. So some notable points here in this verse, Deuteronomy 14, verse 23. God establishes Feast of Tabernacles sites. He is the one who chooses where those sites are kept. Of course, he does that through his church. So that is why feast sites are set up all over the country, all over the world, And members can go to the site that's closest to them or they can travel pretty far. Of course, now with all the restrictions, it's a little tougher to go internationally, but people do that all the time. And you notice here as well, it talks about using the tithe of your increase. So in in this older language, it's talking about corn, wine, oil, herds, and flocks. But today, of course, it would apply more to our income, our money. And that's a fascinating part of the Feast of Tabernacles. We actually set aside a tenth of all of our income from the entire year to assist in our rejoicing at the feast. So income pre-taxes a tenth of all of that income goes toward keeping the feast. And notice here, Deuteronomy 14, verse 26, this is how the money is supposed to be spent. And you shall bestow that money for whatsoever your soul lusts after, for oxen or for sheep or for wine or for strong drink, or for whatsoever your soul desires. And you shall eat there before the eternal, your God, and you shall rejoice you and your household. So that's, of course, a strange wording to talk about whatsoever your soul lusts after. That just means a desire of your heart. It's not talking about engaging in all kinds of debauchery and nonsense, of course, but What kind of things, what kind of experiences could you enjoy during the feast that maybe you couldn't the rest of the year? Maybe a nicer meal or a nicer bottle of wine. And of course, all done in the right balance. Every single day at the feast, there are church services. And then also there's a lot of free time for activities And spending time with each other. And just rejoicing. So it has to be done in balance. It has to be done God's way. But it really is just an outstanding, excellent time of year. Something that we all look forward to so much. Now, I mentioned it does have old language here. (laughs) This... This is God speaking to the ancient nation of Israel thousands of years ago. So maybe you are asking how we even know that we should be keeping it today. Well, there is ample proof in the Bible that the Feast of Tabernacles is not just an observance of the ancient Israelites It's not just an Old Testament command. It is the type of festival that will last forever. Leviticus 23 shows this. Leviticus 23. And verse. Well, verse 41 says and you shall keep it a feast unto the eternal seven days in the year it shall be a statute forever in your generations you shall celebrate it in the seventh month and then it goes on to talk about dwelling in booths so temporary dwellings that's talking about today that means a hotel or a house that you rented for that week, something like that, living somewhere besides where you live year-round, traveling somewhere or going, going to a feast site nearby and, if possible, staying in a different place, a temporary dwelling. But it does say it's a statute forever. That means to this day, God expects certain people, especially, to be keeping this feast. And there is a gloriously beautiful reason why. We haven't even talked about that part yet. The Feast of Tabernacles is a time of rejoicing. It is an annual highlight for members in the Philadelphia Church of God. But it's not just a time for Having fun and enjoying unique experiences, it does have a wonderful purpose. Here in this booklet, Pagan Holidays or God's Holy Days, which, written by the late Worldwide Church of God founder Herbert W. Armstrong, it says here are pictured those final culminating events. In God's great plan, notice this is God's holy day plan, seven annual observances building up here to the Feast of Tabernacles and then one more holy day after that, these observances every year show us step by step how God's plan is playing out and how it includes all mankind So notice this. These holy day plans picture this. Or these holy days in God's plan picture this. After Christ has died for our sins to redeem mankind, after he has sent us the Holy Spirit and picked out a people for his name to become kings and priests through the thousand years, after his glorious second coming, after he has finally restored the redeemed by placing all the sins upon the head of Satan, their real author, and separating both him and the sins from the presence of God and his people, thus finally perfecting the at-one-ment, making us finally joined in one, then we are ready for that final series of events, the commencement of the marriage of the lamb, the actual making of the new covenant, the establishment of the kingdom of God on earth, and the reaping of the great harvest of souls for a thousand years. This festival is the picture of the millennium. That's what it's all about. The feast of tabernacles where we save up a 10th of all our income and we travel to a place where God has set up a feast site and we rejoice and we receive daily instruction about our future. It's all about a new world. It's all about God's kingdom on earth and that is coming soon. 1,000 years of righteous leadership under Jesus Christ. And there will be kings and priests working under him, already born into the God family, already spirit beings, perfect like God on a lower level. And they will be the leaders and the teachers and the rulers Corrupt, evil, tyrannical human beings will not be in charge anymore. They will be overthrown when Christ returns. Christ will tear down every system that we have built under the sway of the devil and he will build an entirely new and different world, a world of peace And joy. And true justice. A world of freedom. A world where you get to keep what you earn. But you also will be more willing to give. A world where you work hard. And are satisfied. And content. A world where families will be strong again. A world where all. Crime will be abolished. People truly will live in peace. That is the reason for the temporary dwellings during the feast. Staying in a hotel room or whatever it might be. It is a symbol of how this world around us is only temporary. And we actually seek an entirely new world. We're not content with the direction the world is going today. Where freedoms are being stolen by the minute, it seems like. Is this really a world you want to raise children in? And grow old in? Where is the hope? Where is the genuine happiness today? Who is truly happy and at peace? All of our problems will be solved in this new world, this wonderful world tomorrow, the millennium, the thousand-year rule of Jesus Christ on earth. And again, God's Holy Day plan, the seven annual observances that members in the Philadelphia Church of God keep every year lead us right up to this point and beyond. It even goes beyond the millennium. And it includes all mankind. Now notice this. Notice, this is not just a feast observance for thousands of years ago. Here is a prophecy of the future after Christ's return, where the feast is still being mentioned, where it's still being kept. Zechariah 14, verse 16, And it shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem, shall even go up from year to year to worship the king, the eternal of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. What do you know? The Feast of Tabernacles will exist in the world tomorrow. And at that time, we'll be living in the new world that the Feast of Tabernacles pictures. And what a contrast it will be. We will remember what this present evil world was like. As we keep the Feast of Tabernacles during the world tomorrow. The Feast of Tabernacles will unite the world. It says everyone will go to Jerusalem every year to keep the Feast. Everyone, every nation, all people, millions and billions of people. It will be a required observance. And yet, people will be happy they're keeping it. What a time this will be the Feast of Tabernacles does give us a picture of a better life, a better life for everyone. You see the problems today. You see what's going on in Afghanistan. What's going to happen to those people under Taliban rule? What kind of horrific things Are those people suffering right now? Well, you know what? No one will suffer that way in the world tomorrow. God will protect and avenge those people. Everyone who is in danger of being abused in the world tomorrow will be defended. All kinds of abuse will be absolutely abolished. And that's how people will be able to live in peace. Every system of the world today needs major reform. And it's not from communism. We don't need that We're seeing how horrible that system is. No, we need right education about the only way that leads to peace. The only way that human beings can actually get along. We need education in God's law that will bring us all of the the greatest dreams all of our dreams will come true if we just keep God's law. That's what will be taught. The emphasis will be on the, the law, God's law of love. What about the political system? Well, there really won't be one. <laughs> it will be government from the top down, except for the one at the top is not a dictator. It's God himself. And he will rule with love. He created all mankind. He loves all of us. He weeps when he, see, when he sees us suffering. And so you know he's going to eradicate all suffering. He's going to bring us the joy we've always wanted. It will be a totally... Better world. Problems like pollution or a lack of drinking water will be solved the right way. Not with these bogus hoax climate change initiatives. God does want the world to be clean and habitable. But there is a right way to do it. You can learn so much more about this in our free booklet available to you at thetrumpet.com titled The Wonderful World Tomorrow, What It Will Be Like. And you can also study this free booklet, Pagan Holidays or God's Holy Days, which? Which one should you choose? Do you want to worship the dead and demons, which is what Halloween is all about? Do you want to pretend to be worshiping Christ when really that entire Christmas festival is pagan and it's actually about Nimrod and his pagan gods? Or do you want to have a feast every year where you live like royalty and you picture a time When you will be royalty. Again, we have so much information available to you. If the Feast of Tabernacles sounds like something you would like to enjoy, you are certainly welcome to seek that out and to learn more about it. It really is an annual highlight. It is a picture of a better world. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.